0: I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. I'm Bo Maddox. This is Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from San Antonio, Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, be it blunts, be it bongs, dabs, joints, the works. Smoke it, if you've got it. Chilling here in the studio, guys. And uh, we just trekked to our local arcade, uh, Diversions Game Room. And we've, uh, we've got a very special episode for you guys. Bo, you excited about this episode?
1: Oh, man, I've been looking forward to this episode for a while because this just takes me back to my childhood, man. Going back to the Nickel Game Room where, like, $10 could pretty much get you an entire night of gaming. There'd just be all kinds of games, but especially light gun games. And... That's what we're doing this episode, right, Ash?
0: Yep, that's right. Uh, today's episode is focused on uh, light gun shooters in particular. So we may do more arcade game mega reviews, and that's essentially what this is. We're going to go over um, several different arcade games. In this case, our topic is, is light gun games. Are you excited about that, Dakota? Yeah, absolutely.
2: I had a lot of fun at the arcade. We, we spent a lot of, a lot of time there. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was kind of like a blast into the past. And uh, the prices were affordable. So shout out to Diversion's Game Room on San Pedro. I mean, it was that was an awesome place. Um, like I said, the prices were affordable. The games were awesome. Lots of retro arcade machines and plenty of light gun games for us to go there. We played pretty much every single one that was there. Oh, you know? yeah,
1: pretty much. Like everything.
0: And then some. We even, you know, Bo tried out some of those uh, uh, action games like Fighters, you know, and um, Dakota was trying his luck at those rigged machines that like offer
1: prizes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think that the uh, odds are with the house on that one.
0: I believe so. But, you know, it is worth a try. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. But yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, In particular, uh, we you know, like I said, we we, we did the light gun games. Um, Anything that had a gun attached with a cable was was fairgrounds here. Um we started off with a classic which was Carnival.
1: Oh man, Carnival just takes me back to going again to Nickel Game Room and also to the movie theater. I mean, and it's such a fun game because it's almost like a parody of survival horror games a little bit. Like I mean, and it also has that carnival theme park vibe to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. Um you know, it was released by Midway Games and it is in fact their most successful light gun style game. Really. Um, you know, it's a rail shooter like most of these and it it doesn't take a lot of imagination to figure out what Carn Evil means.
1: Oh man, it, it 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 has that aesthetic similar to its soundtrack which had a lot of Rob Zombie on it. So I oh mean, it kind of yeah, it kind of yeah, comes from that aesthetic. You know, you have a lot of horror elements but also a lot of Kitschy, kind of Americana style imagery as well. Like for instance, uh, the actual carnival part where with the concessions and everything, they had a bunch of concessions boys and a yeah. bunch of they they had like a bunch of uh, attendants to the bumper car. Section, but they're all like evil and distorted, and but they're still all goofy and weird looking. Weird look, yeah. And then they had the freak show, which had like those Siamese twin dudes, which were just like, like have this goofy sounding voice.
2: I remember you showed me the whole gameplay through on your phone.
1: Yeah, yeah prior
2: to us going to the arcade, and that looked it was pretty interesting. Yeah,
1: it has a boss on there. I think it's like the second level, and. It's actually a ginormous mutated baby. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's so fucking crazy. You're pretty much in his play area, and you're going on a little uh, model train or whatever, and you're trying to shoot this goddamn ginormous baby. But what's what's funny about that is there's actually a switch in the arcade cabinet in the hardware where it will switch it to a ginormous teddy bear.
0: Yeah, and it can actually tone down the, um, the amount of blood and gore.
1: Yeah, but that's no fucking fun. You, ha- you have to play this game completely uncensored.
0: Yeah, honestly, you do.
1: When the moon is full and trees are bare, walk through the cemetery if you dare, where skeletons rot and corpses fester. Locate the tomb with the skull of a jester. Feed him the token all shiny and new. It is then that Carnival will return for you.
0: like the um, the pump action shotgun too. That oh, was yeah. really cool to to you know most of the games you just shoot off screen to reload and you can my, do that in this one but My
1: only complaint with that is that it can get a little tiring after a while. I mean especially when you're used to more traditional like games where you just you know a fire off screen you know you which, you, which you can do still do that and sometimes if you want to do that I mean that's fine but it does kind of feel a little weird with the shotgun I mean it does make you want to do the pump action. Yeah. And that that was the same problem with another video game from back of the day called Crypt Killer. I mean, it 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 was uh, kind of similar to that, except without the theme park vibe, and it had the uh, little uh, pump action shotguns. And I mean, it would have made more sense for them to do it like the Big Buck game. You know, have like a full full size. Shotgun, but it's like these tiny little sawed-off shotguns, and <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it can get a little uncomfortable after a while. Like I actually found my trigger finger getting a little tired after a little bit of squeezing that shit. Buzzy? Oh come
0: yeah. on! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, Dakota and I are definitely very comfortable with shotguns. Right, that's our preferred style of absolutely it,
2: games to kill close uh, up
0: close range is to kill that's how we feel, that's how we like to play the only thing only thing i think we like more sniper rifles snipers yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: we didn't play any sniper games did we that would be fun
1: well they didn't have the preeminent sniper game series which is silent scope yeah. which is a, a, a an awesome shooting game where you have the main game screen it's all very distant like you're from a like you're from a very far away and you have the peripheral, which is, it looks like a sniper rifle, and it has a little screen and the scope. And you can actually use that at like a sniper rifle. You, you you could target people, and you shoot them.
2: That's pretty cool. I mean, we didn't play one with a sniper rifle, but we did play one with the crossbow. Uh, we did the Walking Dead one. We did. The Walking Dead was a lot of fun. That one, I got to say, if there's anything about hard controls, that one was more difficult than the other one, because you had kind of had to pull back the crossbow.
0: Yeah, and you had to be a little bit more precise with it. I
2: noticed that. Yeah,
1: I I I noticed that it's also a little bit of a slower firing rate as well. Firing,
2: and it it's more of a it's headshots only. That's oh, the I only see. Way to kill the zombies, so you oh, get okay. headshots. It, there is a little bit of, of magnetism to it, obviously. I mean, you can't you know, be 100% accurate. Yeah, but, that, that, but that's, it,
1: it's cool that they introduced that element to where only the headshots will really right. kill them. I mean, that's more realistic to the universe of The Walking Dead yeah, and to zombie is. lore in general, and it also makes for an actual, you know, you need to have some real skill to play that. That's right.
0: actually how I play, though, in, in these games, and I found that I had the most luck when I stopped firing a bunch and when I just did quick shots to the head
1: almost kind of like a double tap you know
0: yeah yeah it was it was a lot easier for me just to get the heads and i found that i was a lot more accurate with this than i was with a controller i I really did enjoy um playing all of these games um with the physical you know gun so I, i definitely don't know why i didn't play as many light gun games until now I mean, I feel like I kind of missed out. I mean, obviously, I've always tried them, you know, when well, I went to the arcade. But
1: Well, a big reason for that is kind of the decline in, in actual arcades, which right in, in recent times, you're starting to see the rise of the barcade, which is literally what it sounds like. It's a bar that, that has mostly arcade games and everything, and also, you know, pool and all the traditional stuff, but it's mainly an arcade that sells drinks. And a lot of them, I mean, they have tons of light gun games, and especially back in the day... Those were the the best selling games in the arcade, next to like the fighting games or some of the racing games, you know, especially. Yeah.
0: But uh, the Walking Dead, I think, was really interesting because it was mostly based off of the actual the AMC TV series, more so than you know the comics or the game series, right? Um, yeah, and
1: it, it, it was clearly AMC's The Walking Dead on the yeah yeah, yeah the It R- was. Key.
0: I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm not as familiar enough with the show to know if like the characters we played as were necessarily main characters in the show Dakota yeah I don't, I don't know either I didn't really pay attention to the story that much and I don't <laughs> think they were I don't I don't think you paid attention to any of the stories in these ones really
2: no you don't but uh, on this one it was a lot different than the first one we talked about because the first one we talked about was a standing up one this one was y- you sat down in a little booth area
0: yeah we and played a few of those yeah and there's
2: a few of those like that you know though so it's a different feel because you're kind of in an enclosed area with surround sound
0: Oh, yeah. I, I wish we could have played the Star Trek one, the one that has the Borg.
1: Yeah, uh, I've seen that at movie theaters before. And that yeah. looks really fucking cool. I actually. love Star Trek. You have you have straight up phasers. And, yeah. and it's fucking that's awesome.
0: Cool. Are they set to stun or set to kill?
1: Yeah. Something like or, or you can actually set your phasers to stun and kill. I that's think that's awesome. Yeah.
0: It's a cool mechanic. But yeah, the Walking Dead arcade, um, play mechanics and raw thrills. Somewhat based on the TV series, but they kind of Kind of its own thing, I think, mainly. Um, and there were certain parts where you would actually switch and you would know instead of the crossbow, you'd use like um, like a crowbar or something right. real quick. I uh, remember that. There was
2: explosive arrows at one point.
0: Explosive arrows, yeah, and fire arrows at fire one arrows. point. That was a really cool aspect. Um, another game we, we started playing, you know, early on. Was the House of the Dead, and that's interesting because that's a movie we did um, last season on Collateral Cinema.
1: Oh yeah, and if you recall, there was a lot of flashes of gameplay from the original House of the Dead yeah. in with throughout that movie, which is just hilarious and just random and out of the out of left field, but still, it it, it kind of added to the charm of that movie. I think honestly,
0: yeah, yeah, and it, it's really one of the classic. It's one of those. Like, like Carnival, you know, like one of those light gun shooters that you think of almost immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, originally released by Sega in, in uh, 1996 and 1997 and obviously spawned an entire game series. You know, obviously a couple of movies we don't necessarily need to talk about, but <laughs> we love to <laughs> talk about them anyway.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Um, and also, you know, credited with popularizing the idea of a zombie video game.
1: Exactly. I mean that, and Resident Evil, of course. And Resident Evil. You know, I mean, let's give credit where credit is due. But Both of those, yeah. What, what's great about House of the Dead, especially the original House of the Dead, was that it upped the difficulty factor a little bit, especially from from the previous Sega Sega light gun release, which was Virtua Cop, Virtual Cop Woman One and Two, which had a little bit of a slower pace and had some other interesting little aspects to it, which we'll get into here in a little bit, but. With House of the Dead, you actually had to take multiple shots to take down certain enemies. I mean, you
0: did. Even if you were headshotting him. I noticed that. But yeah. that yeah. is where I kind of started configuring my playstyle and realizing, okay, if I wanna, I only have six shots before I have to reload, and you know, so I, I need to go for the head. And, and I started doing that. The only problem is, is this along with you know other games like Carnival, there there were also civilians thrown in the mix, um, yeah. which could you know, which would affect your life. If you shot a civilian by mistake, it would it would cause you to lose health or
1: or in specific games it causes you to lose time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But um you could also, you know, gain some additional points by rescuing the hostages, but I almost never seem to be able to do that. Well, I, I just I was just like trigger happy. I was like, "Oh, movement."
1: <laughs> well, th- th- that's too bad because a big part of actually going through that game is rescuing the hostages because not only do they give you life, it also can branch you off to a different game path.
0: Well, you know what? They shouldn't be running around like that in front of my gun. Okay, <laughs> well, th- that, that's, that's just—they're just asking for it. That, okay? that is a. Did you see feature. the way they were dressed.
1: <laughs> they were dressed like zombies, all right. With tattered clothing—they were asking for it, all right. They—that—that's a common aspect of these types of games. Is there's always some type of, some type of target that you're not supposed to hit that will take points or life off of your, your uh, game or whatever. But, I mean, it, it, I, I think that it adds to the challenge of these types of games, <laughs> depending on what you're playing.
0: No, it does. So, yeah, I, I do believe there are three different endings Yeah, for the House of the Dead. Um, and one of those seen as the, the true ending with the highest rank,
1: I I think that I've actually achieved the true the true ending on that once because I actually went ahead and just beat the original arcade game one time. It was at a, a Taco Bell Borderland, and I mean it, it's interesting because the very f- the very final level of the game, you pretty much have to fight all the bosses of the game up to that point, and then the final boss. So I mean it's pretty much just a challenge of your skills and also of your memory as to what weak points that you need to utilize to take the bosses down. So
0: and this was back when like if you died, I mean yeah, you could insert your coins into continue, but you had to pay for it. Yeah, um yeah. every time you played, you know, you had to start over from the beginning. So if you didn't, you know, continue, if you didn't have enough com- coins.
1: Oh yeah. I mean y- you you want to have at least a good 10 or 20 bucks to beat one of these games in the arcade. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: If we're if are actually gonna go like into beating one, yeah. You know, that kind of leads us also into the other House of the Dead game there, which you played, Bo. I I didn't get as much experience with that, but the House of the Dead Dead 4.
1: Well, what's interesting about that one is it has a little more in common with the other type of light gun games that there are. Like typically you have the light gun games where you have a gun that you grasp, like a shotgun or a handgun that you can Uh use or like a machine gun. Or in other cases, you have pretty much like a machine gun attached to the cabinet and you have like a uh, targeting reticle on the screen, which you could use to fire at people or at your targets or whatever. Okay. This was interesting because it was kind of in between. It had had a handgun type, but it was more like an Uzi. Okay. So it, it was basically like a submachine gun.
0: Interesting, but
1: the problem with this particular cabinet is that the accuracy of the guns were completely off, they were not calibrated properly. (laughs) So, I was continuously trying to mow down zombies, but like my bullets were actually going to like further left than where I was actually aiming. So, I mean, the graphics were great, I mean, it, it, it was definitely a step forward for House of the Dead, but to me, like. The issue with the actual gun peripheral just killed it for me.
0: Yeah. And again, that was uh, developed by Sega. Um, And interestingly enough, it's actually an integral of the series. Yeah. um, Between House of the Dead 2 and House of the Dead 3. But
1: what's what's interesting to note is the uh, Wii game that was made, which was more of a standalone game made specifically for that console, and it followed more of a grindhouse horror vibe to it. Really? Like, yeah, it, it kind of had the grindhouse uh, announcer for those types of uh, trailers from back in the day, and it had like some pretty outrageous uh, characters and whatnot. I mean, it it was actually pretty interesting, and it, and it had the classic House of the Dead gameplay as well. So I highly recommend checking that out. And even on Wii, there was a release with House of the Dead two and three that was pretty good. It was like pretty much arcade perfect ports of those games. So. Yeah.
0: This game also has multiple endings. House of the Dead Four um, had four different endings depending on um, your per- performance during yeah. the game. So that's really interesting that the House of the Dead kind of implements that. But I mean, who actually like plays all the way through these and well, who follows I, the story? I did.
1: <laughs> I played through it. I can't say I, fo- I can't say I followed the story, but I played through it. Nerd. Now th- th- that's actually the original House of the Dead got a release on the Sega Saturn which wasn't that great. The graphics were kind of shitty. I mean, the, the music was spot on, but the graphics just took a hit in quality. Really? It wasn't even close to arcade perfect.
0: Yeah, well, you yeah, know, I think these games are best enjoyed, I think, in their original formats. There's just something yeah. something about that. Um, and, and, you know, making our way to the arcade was was a lot of fun. And
1: There's a ritual involved to it. You know, right, Dakota?
2: Oh, yeah, there, there absolutely is. I mean, being there and, you know, getting tokens out of the machine, trading money for actual tokens is just a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot <laughs> yeah, of, right. A lot of good vibes from that.
1: You you even have to use the tokens to get a goddamn soda if you want one. Yeah, if you want a soda, <laughs> use the
2: same
0: tokens. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I liked how the, the tokens were directly like one quarter per token. So, yeah, I mean, everything, most of the games were 50 cents, essentially.
1: Yeah, it was it wasn't too bad,
0: but expect to to play through a few times. I mean, we we kind of had to gauge and think, okay, how many continues am I going to do on this particular game? Right.
1: Yeah, and and you have to figure that some of the larger games would be a little more like they were. they would be four f- tokens. Four tokens, but pretty much a dollar a play.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was fun. I mean, we we bought like twenty dollars worth. Dakota and I split it. Bo bought.
1: I got about a good fifteen or twenty dollars worth. Or fifteen, yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, and that that gave us a lot of fun. We even had some, you know, to spare afterwards, where we just
1: kind of, um, just started dumping them into different machines. Y- yeah, yeah. Just to see, just <laughs> just, to, just to play real quick. Like I went to played Fatal Fury. There you go. Yeah.
0: And that was part of the experience. I definitely think we'll, you know we'll yeah. go back and and play some other arcade games. But what What other
1: games did we play the other night?
0: Well, Dakota and I played Halo Fireteam Raven.
1: Yeah, that was um, fun.
0: Which was uh, developed by uh, Raw Thrills Play Mechanics and uh, collaborating with 343 Industries. Interesting. So that was a lot of fun because Dakota, you grew up with Halo. That was originally some of the; those were the original like games you played as a child, right?
2: Right. Yeah, I had a similar feel. I mean, I understood. You know, I recognized all the characters. You know, all the all the all the different types of species of
0: characters. I guess you know what I mean. yeah. Yeah. It again had, um, it was again a sitting down and again had the mechanic of switching weapons through the game. So, you know, you had the plasma pistol and then the shotgun and, you know, like you said, multiple enemy enemy types to try those out on. Um, and you even got like a grenade type weapon with each weapon. Yeah, you know, you can
2: like throw grenades, I think. You think you have like yeah. other grenades you can just throw. So yeah. it might as well be like another Halo game. It's just, you know, it's motion sensor point and click yeah. kind of very strict but like they all are they all have like a strict you follow through and you don't actually move the character moves themselves
0: and i liked what was basically like the bonus levels in between where you had unlimited ammo and you just shot as much as you could those are a lot of fun
1: oh yeah you 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 can find a lot of those in various types of games like uh, area 51 which is a full motion video game that was about an alien invasion at area 51 I mean, that had a lot of different little mini-games and rooms that you can unlock. I mean, you just had to know what to shoot and when to shoot. right. So, I mean, those types of mini-games are really awesome, and they do kind of test your... Test your metal a little bit. Well, a know? lot
2: of them too have like hidden things that you can shoot, like hidden crates and items, and that will have loot behind them or different power ups, like health, more health, more m- yeah. ammo. Well, well
1: go- going back to Area Fifty One, there was a Chronos mode that you can unlock if you shot the first three of your team members that came on screen. Oh wow! And you you pretty much had a, a stronger, you had like a stronger weapon, and you had night vision. Nice. Yeah. So so yeah, if you're ever playing that game, ladies and gentlemen when you first start the game, you've got to shoot the first three team members, the the members of your assault team. All right, there you go. And then you unlock it. That's on both the Saturn, uh, PlayStation, and also on the arcade. But
0: yeah, that's that's interesting. But yeah, definitely, uh, Fireteam Raven was a lot of fun. Um, the Halo setting and, and and combine that with like you know the light gun format. Uh, it definitely was a good combination.
1: I, I've, I've got to ask, how were the uh, actual light gun peripherals on that game?
0: I thought it was alright. I, I felt like the the uh, hits were pretty accurate.
1: I mean, did, did it actual did it actually feel like the uh, Master Chief's uh, plasma rifle? Oh yeah. I
2: mean, yeah, It felt right. It felt like you were playing Halo. Still, you know. Wow. I awesome. mean,
0: you kind of had this like that machine gun style gun. So right, yeah. you're always. Yeah. Yeah. It have didn't an always work. Weapon, but with what weapon you were doing, but you right. know.
2: Uh, they're pretty much always going to give you an automatic weapon because it's like kind of impossible not to, unless you're playing like Time Crisis, but yeah. yeah. you have like a handgun and you can pop multiple sh- now shots off.
1: Yeah, now, now Time Crisis, but especially Time Crisis Two, which Time is Crisis considered 2. the best of the series. That's the one that we played. That is That's we the played. one we
0: played. I I like the f- the the format of the you know like the peek and pop shooting where you mm-hmm. you press on the on the the pad the foot yeah. pad in order it- to.
1: Yeah, yeah, in order to pop out and uh, shoot your enemies. And also, that's how you reload. That's how you you reload as well. Yeah, you also go duck back down. But also, what was cool about Time Crisis 2 is that was when multiplayer uh, gameplay was actually introduced. And what's interesting is that both players, like, even they can do co op. And they can actually branch off into different uh, areas. Yeah. I noticed that. We you actually
2: kind of had a little issue where we branched off in areas, and I was in a point where I wasn't doing anything Ash was shooting, and I was standing still. Nothing was happening. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know if that was a glitch or not. But then by the next time, you know, he or killed all the, the enemies. We reached the end of the level, baby. Yeah, we had reached the end of the level, and by the time you kill all the enemies in the area, it reset, and we fixed everything. But it, yeah. w- it was odd.
1: A lot of those old cabinets can kind of be janky sometimes. Right. Like for instance, the aforementioned problem with the House of the Dead Four cabinet.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I did like the linked gameplay with Time Crisis Two. At Neodyne Industries Ltd., we have successfully completed a global network consisting of sixty-four satellites. The project
1: is named Starline Network. This is a monumental achievement. Hey, right? Starline will unite the world. I don't think so. The Starline Network is a mere front for a plan to launch a nuclear satellite into space. VSSE has dispatched two agents to prevent the launch. Keith Martin. Robert Baxter.
0: There's some news.
1: Christy Ryan.
0: He's still alive.
1: (laughs) Wild Dog. It's almost ready. My dream will soon come true. Ernesto Diaz. Time Crisis. Two. Your project is going down in flames. They'll be here soon. And this was developed by Namco. Yeah, Namco. They actually developed a specific uh, light gun peripheral for that, called the Gun Con, and that was uh, it, that was an uh, arcade-specific light gun, and you could also get it for home consoles, like. It was used on the PlayStation, especially. Yeah, and so, a, another another game that utilized the gun con was actually it was almost like a mini game compilation. It was called Point Blank. Okay. And what what is cool, like you would have like like almost two or three dozen different types of mini games, and it tested your accuracy, your like memory. It uh, tested like uh, like like how you can how well you can react and whatnot, your reaction time. I mean, it, it, it was a very, very challenging game, and you could almost like never have the same gameplay experience as, like in different uh, plays. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot
0: of light like good games that we're not even really going to get to mention here because yeah, you know, I, there's just so many.
1: I actually have a little list of other games, and we've already talked about a few of them. From back in the day when uh, I was going to the arcades, there was a game called Revolution X, which is interesting because it was a tie-in game for the band Aerosmith. Really? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it it, it was cool. It was cool because basically there was like this weird fascist uh, police force that comes in and kidnaps the band, and then you have to pretty much... uh, like fight your way through uh, their, their armed guard and you have to try to rescue each of the band members. That's funny. And also some other hostages. And it's, it's such a weird game. It's, it's full motion video. It's FMV capture and everything. But, and, and it has uh, the attached machine guns. It's machine gun gameplay. And, I mean, you could, you could also shoot bombs which were essentially CD's. You, you, like, you were, like, fighting with the music or something fighting like that. Fighting with the music, that's so <laughs> <very cool. laughs> But it, it was a weird game, but it was also a lot of fun. I believe it. Yeah, and it's similar to another movie tie-in game, called, which is the Terminator 2 Judgment Day arcade game, which is a classic as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, we, we you played the Terminator Salvation arcade game, right? Bo? Yeah,
1: Terminator Salvation was interesting because the light gun peripheral for that was pretty much like a full assault rifle, and the way that you actually reloaded on that game is you hit the clip into the uh, into the rifle,
2: that's which really was awesome.
1: re- really really awesome, and it had a grenade launcher uh, button as well, and it was a really accurate gun as well, very accurate game.
0: Yeah, it's another one developed by Play Mechanics, published by Raw Thrills. Yeah. You see a lot of the same names here in some of these. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I didn't get a chance to to play with this one, but it looked interesting. I like the Terminator series. It it had
1: a lot to shoot on screen, like lots of Terminators... gunning for you, and it had a mechanic where you could totally tell when uh, a certain Terminator is a threat to you, which, which a cyborg is a threat to you, like it'll turn red real quick Uh-oh, and that's, that's a like mechanic. a mechanic yeah, that's like the first one that you shoot to, in order to prevent you from losing health that's smart, I like that. Yeah, that that was actually really cool, and I really enjoyed that one
0: yeah, how did y'all feel about the Pirates of the Caribbean one? I saw y'all playing that one. It wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean; it was called Dead Storm Pirates. Th- that was it. Cool. Was like Pirates of the Caribbean? Th- that, that was that's what it was. That was to be. cool
1: because I don't know what happened, but somebody put like almost a good five or ten dollars worth of credits. Yes. Into that. So we pretty much got a free playthrough. Like we got a, a good, freebie. Pretty much f- through a good like three or four levels of the game.
0: Another another Namco game, pirate themed, and what what was interesting about this one was that. Um, basically, it was just nonstop um, machine gun shooting. I, there were no reloading, no no ammo. You just continually yeah. shot on screen. But the coolest thing was the mechanic where um, when you linked uh, when when you were both shooting at the same target. Your shots got more powerful together,
1: yeah, that was really cool and very useful, especially and against boss against boss the bosses where you would shoot their yeah.
0: their weak points, and so in some places you may be tempted like in most of these games, you know I'll cover the right side of the screen, you cover the left. Um, you get a lot of that in time crisis, by the way, with oh, like the linked gameplay you know, covering each yeah. other, but you know in this one, you were encouraged sometimes to shoot at the same target, um, which would empower your shots using their their golden guns out of all of these. <laughs> I thought that that uh, Dead Storm Pirates was <laughs> the goofiest in terms of like the the story and the the dialogue. Oh, it
1: was, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, the was gameplay fun. was really fast-paced. Right. There were some enemies that actually posed a real challenge. Yeah. And and there was a really cool level where you go into a whirlpool and you have to fight the motherfucking kraken. The kraken. Yeah, and, and there's certain uh, there's certain points where you actually man cannons, and you have to like take down ships, and you actually have a steering wheel in the in the Yes, cabinet.
0: I was going to mention yeah. that, the steering wheel. Yeah,
1: it's a mechanic where you can use the steering wheel to dodge certain obstacles or dodge ships or whatever. And
0: Bo sucked at it.
1: Oh, I was okay was at some of it. Was I was awful. okay at some of it. You,
0: there were some parts where you had to just, you know, steer to dodge real quick, like a quick time event. But yeah. then there was one part where you actually had to steer your way through. Bo, you you, no. you sucked balls at yeah, that. Yeah, I, I kind of destroyed it. Kept running our, into things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have no concept of seaworthiness or sailing or anything. <laughs> The Destroy the shield first! Don't push! Fuck the to shield! Dodge!
0: But yeah, yeah, Dead Storm Pirates was a lot of fun. Um, you know, another Namco game. Um, we we kind of blew through. You know, these last three. Uh, I I didn't really get a chance to. You know, uh, you know, kind of wrap up on on Time Crisis actually because you know, I, I time and then I, I think this kind of ties in because it's produced by the same company here. But Time Crisis two, I think was, I don't know, one of my favorites because it was it was um it was kind of a, it's a classic and I like yeah. I like the whole. I liked how cooperative it was. How much it, you know, because it was one of the first games to actually do that. Uh, and so, um, you know, Dead Storm Pirates again really focused on that um, that cooperative play and introduced some some unique elements.
1: Yeah, did y'all play the Jurassic Park games that they had there?
0: Yeah. I didn't, but you did, right? I played both of them. Yeah, there was actually. a Jurassic Park 3, and then there was a, another Jurassic Park game that was like a sit-down game.
1: Yeah, I played the Jurassic Park 3 game, and that had an interesting evasion mechanic, which was actually really, really useful when it came to fighting, especially the larger boss battle dinosaurs. Like, like they would just rush at you, and you had to kind of evade left or evade right.
2: That is, that's
1: cool. Yeah. I mean... It didn't. It wasn't nearly as intuitive, though. It's not like it had the floor uh, pedal like what Time Crisis had. It had two buttons on the each side of the, uh, of the cabinet.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Th- that's interesting. The pedal in Time Crisis Two was a really cool mechanic because it 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 was your your like you said you're evading and you're avoiding and, and it was also your reloading. Yeah, yeah, re- you're so reloading. Yeah, b- because of that, it you really got into it because you were using your hands and your feet so it was always a little exhausting because you know you're using your feet you're using your hands you're shooting you're kind of moving a lot so you're you're kind of there with it like you're leaning into it you know yeah and so there's a lot more of that feel like you're you're in the game you're you're f- playing
0: the game you really are yeah this one was developed by Konami um, yeah like you said the the um the left and right evasion maneuver I mean that that sounds really interesting
1: yeah and there was also a light gun game it was a cop game where it had a mechanic where it had motion sensors and you could actually lean down to evade certain sh- shots and everything it ba- basically it's like time crisis but taken to it's logical extreme to where you're actually moving and dodging that's oh, cool wow.
0: that is yeah. really interesting what, what do you think about the other Jurassic Park game the, the sit down one it,
1: it was far more of a run and gun machine gun style game than the actual straight light gun shooting of the Jurassic Park 3, but it was actually a lot closer to the pirate game in that respect.
0: And I heard that, you know, has a moving seat.
1: I didn't experience the moving seat that much. No? No, I mean, maybe that particular cabinet didn't have that feature. Maybe that's, like, something that's a little more expensive. It's more of an upgrade for, like, uh, arcade owners. So, I mean, I I didn't experience that there, but... The, there was uh, it. It had a great sound system in there. I mean, whenever you ha- had certain guns, you could hear that boom, 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 and like it really, really sounded awesome. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, you as, know what? I as soon as Ash and I entered the Halo one, the sound was incredibly loud, and the surround sound was is was crazy. It really, really heard it and felt it. We thought yeah. it was yeah. like uh, everybody was going to hear it, but it really wasn't that loud once you step out of it.
0: You know what? I was I actually mistook this. There, there was a, a rail shooter arcade game, Jurassic Park, which was um. Uh, which had the the moving um, seats. but the one actually that you played was uh, Jurassic Park Arcade in 2015 developed by Rothrills.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: and um, that one's actually based on the first three films of the franchise.
1: Oh, I see. so it, it was a chaotic game. like there was lots of pterodactyls just flying at you and flinging people out of the fucking oh helicopters goodness. and shit. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> like it, it was fucking crazy A
0: lot of chaos That that yeah. does sound like a lot of fun though With all that chaos
1: Yeah but Talking about light gun games There's a couple of other games I wanted to actually bring up Okay One was another Konami A couple of Konami games Called Lethal Enforcer 1 and 2 Which was Pretty interesting It's like that was First on the Super Nintendo And then it was also in the arcade like the first one, it was more like a cop game. You're like shooting bank robbers and terrorists and whatnot. And the second one w- had a Wild West uh, angle to it. Like you were actually it w- you were shooting gunslingers and whatnot. Wow,
0: that sounds like fun. I would love to play like a Wild West like gun game.
1: It it's actually really really fucking cool. Like if you if you have like a emulator, like either a Mame or maybe a Super Nintendo emulator, I actually highly recommend getting it and checking it out. Like it, it's really a lot of fun.
0: That does sound like a lot of
1: fun. Yeah. And there was a series of light gun games that had f- very much full motion video. It almost looked like straight video. It was called Mad Dog McCready.
0: Did it work? It
1: it did work. Or was yeah, was it as
0: bad as like, you know, no, Zelda's Adventure?
1: It, no, it worked. It was it worked perfectly. Like I mean, the, the arcade cabinets, I mean, it was like fluid and you and it was very responsive. As well, you know what I'm waiting for.
0: You know, we mentioned Wild West, the Red Dead,
1: light gun game. That would be fun.
0: There you go. That does some fun. The Red Dead arcade game.
2: On, does. It's you're in the one of the sit down cabinets, like Bo said, and and you're on a horse.
1: Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. They, and and you actually have like
0: um your 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 gun is actually like a like a pistol like a pistol like, like a revolver.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually like uh you can reload it by uh. Like, yeah, rolling
0: it.
2: We're doing Roll the motion, the but you guys yeah. can't see
1: that. <laughs> yeah, R- Red Dead is cool, but that actually has some precedent because they actually made a Silent Hill light gun game.
2: Oh, oh that yeah. does sound fun because I love the Silent Hill franchise. Yeah.
1: And also, on I think it was either on Wii or PS2, there was a Resident Evil well, light gun reel shooter that was released. I've
2: seen that one before. Yeah. I've, I've seen
0: that at a, at a movie theater before, I think.
1: Like, like, yeah, you actually play through like the first game, the second game, and the third game. Really? Yeah, that is cool. Maybe Code Veronica. I don't know. Maybe I, w- I, w- I don't think that they would go that deep into it. But Bo, this was really like
0: your episode. Like
1: in many ways, be- and, and, and like I said, it's because these are games that have been with me forever. Like even going back to the Nintendo and playing goddamn Duck Hunt.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, Duck Hunt. How do you feel about that game as a vegan, Bo? I,
1: I don't know. I mean, the skeet shooting is pretty okay. Didn't sh- Didn't you it- play that like Safari one? The safari one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the big buck game safari or whatever.
0: Did you Did you end up playing that one?
1: No, I didn't, but I have played that before. Okay. Yeah. The,
0: the last one that I, I guess I have on my list here is another one that you played about, which was the aliens one, aliens extermination.
1: Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun because you have aliens coming at you from all angles. All angles
0: left and right, yeah.
1: Yeah, from from the ceiling, from the walls, from from the floor, like everywhere.
0: That was developed by uh, Global VR, two thousand eight. Yeah, and it that's you said after Alien Three. Or should oh, I, I should really? say Alien Cubed, because oh, that's I the see. way that it's written. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Alien Cubed, <laughs> <laughs> Alien Cube.
0: But yeah, that, I mean that definitely sounds very chaotic as well, right? With all the.
1: A lot of these well, games are well. It, it's not the. It's not even the first Alien game, light gun game that's been released in arcades. There was oh, an I'm even. Sure, yeah. There was an even earlier one that was uh, pretty cool as well, and that followed more like uh, the first two games or the first two movies, I should say.
0: Well, the first movie was just one Alien.
1: Yeah, and then the but, second. The second movie was an army of aliens. So
0: that would be really interesting to just have like one alien. Well, they kind of toyed around with that, I think, with Alien Isolation, the the video game, right?
1: A little bit. Isn't that also like one alien? I think so, yeah, it's
0: just kind of like predating you the whole game, pretty much is that the right word predating like like pr- being a predator
1: I, yeah, that's the right word,
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, um th- I wish I'd gotten a chance to play some of these, but Dakota and I kept um kept trying kept putting our coins in at uh at some some of the you know the games that we were in the middle of,
2: oh yeah, we kept continuing because they they were a lot of fun, I mean we multiple times we would continue playing. I like, Time Crisis, we spent
1: forever on that one. Yeah, I actually put a lot of quarters into uh, Carnival, Carnival, mainly. Yeah. And also the Jurassic Park 3 game was really, that was a lot of fun. So, I mean, I, I continuously played that.
0: Yeah, there, there were some that that um, we kind of just, okay, we'll get through this. And then there were some where we kept putting coins in because we were having a lot of fun with it. Some of them were more expensive than others, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, overall, I mean, I had a. Blast with this. I mean, it it was a lot of fun playing each of these. Um, Like I said, I hadn't really been exposed as much to. I mean, we've all played arcade games, we've all played light gun games, but um, it was fun to just kind of focus on that, play one after the other, compare and contrast, you know, the controls with each. And I've never really been um, really like great at shooters, but I really felt like the hands on experience, you know, made it a lot easier. Um,
1: Definitely, yeah. Kind of
0: makes me wish there were more uh shooter games on the Wii. I know, yes. There's, they should have utilized that motion sensor more. They they had a few. Metroid Prime trilogy in particular actually was was fantastic. Originally those that, that was on GameCube, but um, they released 3 on the Wii and then they re released the trilogy could on you, Wii. Could you
1: imagine a Metroid Prime light gun game?
0: That would be awesome. And Nintendo yeah. has done arcade games before, you know, with the uh Mario Kart series.
1: Oh yeah. They so they could totally do that.
0: But yeah, no, it, it was it was a blast going over to the arcade. Definitely gonna have to do another arcade game mega review.
1: I, I think that the next genre should be just straight up fighting games. Fighting games, yeah,
0: I think yeah. so. That that's pretty much in our future because that's like the second most prolific one.
1: Yeah, definitely. Then after that maybe racing games. Racing games is a I was a thinking lot of that racing too, racing games. Racing games. Out there.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, well uh dancing games too, like uh was it Dance Dance Revolution? <laughs> oh, okay. of, of course,
0: dancing yeah. slash singing or other like other music, music games, games like uh, Guitar, Guitar Hero. Hero. Yeah.
1: yeah, Guitar Hero arcade. They had a machine there. Yeah,
0: yeah. What are your final thoughts on on the arcade games that we played together, the light gun shooters?
1: Light gun shooters were a lot of fun. I
2: would definitely go back. I think we need to. I think we all should go back as a group again because that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I want to practice some more in some because I want to actually beat them. That's what I I feel like we didn't get enough chance to actually really put our time and money into it so we could be play and beat these because they'd be a lot more fun if we could finish the whole game you know
1: yeah definitely and I really really wish that they had a lot of more old school games you know like like I said Lethal Enforcers or you know fucking Area Fifty One or Maximum Force or something like that
0: I agree I think that would be cool um, but I, I think what was available was really fun and we're definitely w- we'll be heading back to that venue. I, I really enjoyed the experience. I really enjoyed the um the, the, the vibes, the feel of that particular location. Uh, what did you think, Bo?
1: It totally was exactly as I remember it back in the day, man. Like all the different posters on the wall, like uh-huh. the, the fucking five different Pac Man Galaga games on the, on the on the wall. Yeah, you know yeah. the you know air hockey, the fucking uh, the basketball game. I'm actually kind of sad I didn't get to play the basketball game. I always love playing those games whenever I go to an, arc- to an arcade.
0: Yeah, I do too. We'll, we'll get a shot at doing that. What, what did you think about the light gun games today, Debo?
1: They were all so much fun. Dude. I say
0: today we didn't do we, those was 2 days ago,
1: but Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. I mean, th- those are my favorite games because of how hands-on they are, you know? Yeah. I mean, you actually have a physical piece of the game that you're playing.
0: Definitely more immersive experience, would yeah. you say? Yeah.
1: And, and there's some like gun games that are even more immersive than others. Like, Namco even made one that was pretty much like an entire like booth that you walk into, and there's like a ginormous screen and everything. That sounds pretty badass. Yeah, it, it actually is. Yeah. I mean, I forget what it's called, but like it was a pretty immersive experience. Let me find a way to kind of. You oh. know, bring that home. Oh, and, I, and I'm going to bring up one more game because I was talking about it with one of our coworkers workers uh-huh. at, uh, at our grocery store that we work at. There's I used to a- work at. Yeah. There's actually this physical light gun game that it, it isn't a- an actual video game. It's like physical targets and everything. It's called Quicken Crash. Okay. Like you have a couple. It, it was made by Midway. You have a couple of physical targets, and it's basically a speed shooting game. Like it's how quickly can you can you shoot and how accurate can you shoot? Like at first, it's like very very simple. It's just a quick shot. First round, the next round you're shooting movie targets. And then at the very end of the game, they have this little cup projection, and you shoot it, and it actually sends all these pieces of broken cups glass up into the booth, and it brings it all back down.
2: But every really er, cool. every
1: play, like I mean, you'll get a fresh cup to like it. It was basically like a little trick within the cabinet to make it look like you were busting up a coffee cup.
2: That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so I mean, there th- there were a lot of games like that as well. I mean, these types of games they go back uh, far. Honestly, I mean, these types of shooting gallery games, I mean, they go back a, a ways.
0: Yeah. Well, I I definitely want to get. Um, I don't know necessarily. If we'll get a light cut game, it would be fun. But definitely want to get an arcade you know, machine in here at some point in the studio. Yeah. You know, kind of a decoration thing. Speaking of, um, I guess, the future, we were expecting to release our Death Stranding episode this month, but for scheduling purposes, you know, putting out this episode to celebrate our anniversary and some other things, also, you know, giving me some more time to play the game, we've decided to push Death Stranding to next month. Sometime within January, we'll be releasing that. That leaves us to our next episode, our, our Christmas gift to you. This, this Christmas, Collateral Gamers, we're giving you the gift of Tommy Wiseau. That's right. Another indie game review, and this time we're doing the Room Tribute. Oh, oh man. We, oh. We, we
1: have to get Robert here for that. It's going to have, have to be
0: a, a Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming like collaboration special. Yeah,
1: it does. That has to be.
0: Because... Um, You know, really, that's just special, near and dear to all of us. If you follow Collateral Cinema, you know how much we love The Room. Even if you listen to Collateral Gaming, you know how many references we make. So we're super excited about that. So sorry that we've been keeping it a secret for so long. But as you all know, um, I cannot talk about that. It's confidential.
1: (laughs) Anyway, how's your sex life?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our sex life is going to be great after coming to The Room. Oh, yeah. That, that's like our own like, masturbation life. I, I consider that a <laughs> sex life. We're just going to be like, we're going to be playing this together and we're going to be jacking off the whole time. God damn it. That, that's kind of the point. But yeah, that, that is our gift to you. So our next episode is The Room Tribute um, and then Death Stranding. So as promised, with some more time to play, I'll be able to uh, you know, talk about it more, which is going to be good. Super excited about that. You know, happy holidays to everyone out there. Yes. Bo, you want to plug your ship?
1: Yep, yep. We no, have we don't need to listen to Bo. Oh, just, just just good and close up. This motherfucker. Yep, that's all the yep. time we well, have for today. Well, Collateral <laughs> Collateral Cinema is going to have our Christmas episode as well, and we are talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas, the 2000 Jim Carrey Ron Howard movie. Uh-huh. And we are going to be skyping in I believe his his name is Captain Nostalgic. I mean, I believe that he's the main person on the podcast. He's from Victims and Villains and I, I highly recommend you check them out. They do good things, and we're looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I love the performance um, by Jim Carrey in this movie. Um, it's enough that I really i am still hesitant to watch the Benedict Cumberbatch one, even though I love Benedict Cumberbatch just because Jim Carrey's performance. I, just, I don't know if we can top that.
1: Yeah, and it is arguably the best of the dar- Dr. Seuss adaptations. Oh, yes. Uh, way better than Cat in the Hat.
0: The Cat in the Hat's horrendous.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: dude! It I has ha- kind of a cult following. We're, we're, right? We're, we're,
1: we'll do that movie because I have some interesting stories about that <laughs> movie. <laughs> some like interesting seriously. stories.
0: Um, but yeah, guys, super excited about um, the holiday season. Whether you celebrate it or not, definitely check out our episodes because we're we're excited to share the you know the holiday spirit with you, and or or just our love of you know certain movies and games. Um you can expect more from collateral gaming in the next year. Definitely want to get, you know, push forward. I know I say this every episode, but we're going to we're still working on those commentaries, our let's play commentaries. Um Dakota and I plan to, you know, now that we you know, Dakota's finished death training, um definitely I think we're going to have some more time to just kind of work on that together. Um, yeah. Finish up, you know, the rest of our commentaries, get them out for you guys and um yeah, give you some patron content to look forward to um we've got an entire like schedule planned out for season two and we're super excited about it we've been kind of staying on schedule and i'm really happy about it we've been producing something so far every two weeks which is really good for us um definitely want to keep that up at the very least you know we'll, we're having our our monthly numbered episodes are um, bi-weekly other episodes or content um that we're hoping to release but hopefully kind of after christmas we maybe we'll take a little bit of a break and kind of regather ourselves
1: yeah collateral cinema is probably going to take a little break after the christmas episode you'll probably hear from us in next month as well
0: yeah so we're, we're, we'll we'll take a break we're, we're we're operating on basically the same schedule as collateral cinema so um a week after you release your episode we'll be sars we'll have more information about that soon but i i guess that's it guys we've uh, had a lot to talk about um i'm happy with this episode i'm glad Bo. Um, really got a chance to kind of shine here, and
1: yeah, definitely. I, I really enjoyed talking about this topic, and I'm looking forward to other retro game reviews and arcade game reviews. Like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll we'll include you in on that. We'll, we'll remember that in the future. Um, but yeah, you can find Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, you can listen to our other episodes and all future episodes. We're also on Chill Lover Radio. So glad to be a part of that as always. Um, you can find us on social media, um, both podcasts, all of our co hosts. That's Ashley Chancellor, Dakota Chancellor, Bo Maddox, and um, our dearly departed Robert Oregon. <laughs> just a- kidding. He's, he's still a part of the team. He's just busy. But. God rest his soul. <laughs> we, should, we should have him back on the next collateral set of episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Rest we in peace, Robert. We, we wanted him actually to be a part of the arcade experience, you know, because um, I kind of felt like it was something we should do together. But you somebody made plans with Robert on his own and then somebody else joined them and left me completely out of it. I <sighs> well, made plans well, and then y- y- y'all all decided to hang out without y- y- me. Y-
1: you know, I mean, lucky there's a family guy. That's what there's you no are, man. Is. I mean, you're a family guy. You can't go out <sighs> to hang out with the with the boys. You know, you're not wrong there but, but then again then again in a family guy that's all that Peter does is hang out with the hang boys. out with the boys <laughs> they hang out with the boys
0: <laughs> v- being a dad is is an incredible experience but yeah you know it, it is a life-changing moment you know it is hard to kind of have time to do all the things that you want to do but um hopefully you provide that experience you know for your kid or you know I will anyway we're going off on tangents here um I, I guess you know we may as well wrap it up like I didn't. When I had a kid.
1: Uh, uh, wrap, wop, wrap
0: it wop. up, do you get it, guys? That's funny. Whop whop wop. No, I'm just kidding. Um well I mean it is true, but never mind. Um <laughs> that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor.
1: And I helped. You know you did not. You were <laughs> no help. I'm Bo Maddox. <laughs> we are collateral gaming. We are out. Out. out.
0: Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators, are used for educational purposes only, and are fair use. Please don't sue us. We're poor.
1: Boy.